Welcome to Here's Teresa on Talk Zone with your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Teresa is here to inspire and educate you with heartwarming stories and informative conversations from a national and global perspective. Now, here's Teresa. Good morning, good day to all of my international listeners out there. This is Teresa E. Keys, your host for Here's Teresa, broadcasting on the spectacular GreatTalkZone.com internet radio. And this is a little bit of a switcheroo. Typically, I air on Thursdays, but, you know, things change. So here I am on Friday. And, um, you know, and I'm just so happy to be talking with you um, all today. I miss you guys all the time. And, um, you know, I hope that you all are doing well, not only on this day, but for all of the days of your life. So this is a beautiful, beautiful day that God has given to us, whether the sun is shining or is raining or is snowing. Uh, Nevertheless, listeners, it's a beautiful day because you are up and are experiencing the day. And it is up to you how you want this day to play out. Okay, now um, this broadcast is dedicated entirely to Black History Month, People of Color Month, along with my guest, the world's best mental health therapist in the world, Reginald C. Campbell, my brother. We are going to be talking about a number of things that are negatively affecting um, this community and also talking about resolutions for these negative issues, as well as talking about the positive things that are happening in this community as well and how to exponentiate this and giving homage to those individuals whose shoulders we stand on today, who have gone before us, and even those who are with us today. Now, my conversation with my guests will be educational, interesting, controversial, and enlightening as usual. But of course, you know, I have a few things that I would like to say to you guys before we get going here. So, as you know, we are coming to an end of Black History Month celebration, listeners. And I just want to say that this is the shortest of the 12 months with our calendar year. However, the the accomplishments of Black Americans, people of color, continues beyond February. Simply because of their accomplishments that benefit everyone, it continues on throughout the world. Now, just giving you some historical information about how Black History Month came about. Well, history.com states the following. In short, it says, this event grew from Negro History Month, the brainchild of noted historian Carter G. Woodson and another prominent African-American, Jesse E. Moreland. Together, they founded the Association for the Study of Negro Life and History, And this organization was dedicated to researching and promoting achievements by Black Americans and other peoples of African descendant. Since 1976, every American president has noted this month as Black History Month. Now, this includes the UK and Canada has also they also devote a month out of the year, you know, for, you know, recognition purposes. Now, Known today as the Association for the Study of African-American Life and History, the group sponsored a National Negro History Week in 1926, choosing the second week of February to coincide with the birthdays of Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass. This event inspired schools and communities nationwide to organize local celebrations, 
established history clubs, and hosts performances and lectures. Now, Black History Month listeners is celebrated like I just stated, and I'm grateful for that. However, this does not erase the fact that the people of color, Black American, face challenges, and some are extreme challenges of differentiation on a daily basis. Some of the things that happen to Black people are ugly, sinful, criminalistic behavior, hurtful, ugly, perplexing, scary, unjust, unneeded, and should just stop immediately. Now, Joyce Meyer is one of my most favorite ministers. You've heard me talk about her many times. She stated recently that one of the reasons human beings don't live as long as Moses, Methuselah, for example, is because, and I'm paraphrasing, there's so much sin in the world. For one, I do not find that hard to believe. And the way that Black Americans and people of color are treated is sinful. We are all God's children, listeners, spiritual beings having a human being experience here on this beautiful big blue ball called Earth. We are all locked and loaded with what we need in order to fulfill and achieve our destinies. You know, time in, you know, and time again, I have told you guys about a phrase that I coined and it says time is our most precious commodity. Do not waste it as you can never get it back again. Once it's gone. That's it. It's gone. Think clearly, lovingly, and succinctly of what you are saying and what you are doing. I say this because it will help you to decipher the best use of your time. And it will definitely assist in using it and not in a haphazardly fashion. I, for one, use this all the time. I take time, you know, to think things through. If I'm planning something, as I told you before, that, you know, I am a planner. So I, you know, I take my time, think it through. I may even talk it over with, you know, some people or someone that I that I can truly trust and things like that, you know. But, um, you know, you need to just take a little bit of time. Okay. So by doing this, you know. It, it avoids the old adage of, well, what, that was a waste of time. How many times have you heard people say that? We all want a lot of the same things in life. An affordable home, a well-paying job, health benefits, great, edu- great, a great education for ourselves and our families, training for ourselves and our families, safe neighborhoods to live in, a good life with peace in it. That sounds great, doesn't it? I know it does to me. The facts remain, listeners, and always will remain that Black people, people of color, have and will continue to be valid and needed, not only in this country, but worldwide contributors to society, just like all other races. There is no difference and should never have been any difference just because of the color of their skin. Trust me. Almighty God made no mistakes in his creations of human beings. We are all perfect in his image. So what's the benefit for not allowing those who want these things to have it? Well, here's my deduction of it. Working against black people, people of color for denying them the aforementioned entails no benefit or benefits at all. 
Remember, what we put out in life mirrors our life. Something that is spiritually connected that I learned as I was studying writing COBOL, which is a computer language for all of you who don't know. And that was GIGO, G-I-G-O, which stands for garbage in, garbage out. Ungodliness is time wasting and eventually leads to karma to its participants and ugliness known as racism against others who has and never will have any benefit only continues to erode positiveness and love that moves us upward and forward as a collective of God's children. I thank you for listening to that. I am ready now and excited to bring on um, the world's best mental health therapist. And his name is Reginald Cedric Campbell. Good morning, Reginald. And uh, appreciate you being on the show. It's been a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's been a while and uh, happy to be here um, driving in. And uh, look, it's a beautiful day that God has made for us. And I'm just so happy and blessed uh, to be here, to be alive, and, uh, and to be able to share, uh, to learn, to teach, and to listen uh, with God's children. So let's get mm-hmm. it going. Fantastic. Okay. So let's talk about the continuum of voter suppression, Reginald, that is directly related to Black Americans and people of color as a whole. As I have stated during, you know, my recent broadcast and you and I have had our conversations and I was directing my comment uh, to my listeners of color during this recent broadcast. And that was if your vote was not important, there would be no need whatsoever for all of this disrespectful racism to stop you from voting gerrymandering is at its finest is going on as we sleep. So Reginald, what do you think about what I, what I just said that it is extremely important. And because I have heard people actually of all uh, races, but excuse me, primarily people of color that says, well, my vote doesn't matter. What does that what does that um, what does that do to you, Reginald, when you hear people say, you know, those kinds of comments, knowing what had to be done um, for people of color, black people to have the right to vote? Well, you know, it's, it's like you were saying, and I've said it all the time. If uh, if your vote wasn't important, they wouldn't be going through all of these things to to stop you from voting. Uh, no one pays attention or goes through all of these things to stop someone from doing something if it wasn't important. Uh, and your vote is important. Yeah, it does frustrate me when I hear people say, oh, my vote isn't important. But but it is. That's how we get things done. And as a citizen of the United States, you have the right to vote, you know, with the exception of if, uh, you know, there's a court case or something like that and, you know, felony and, and your rights are, are taken away for that time. But other than that, you have the right to vote as a citizen of the United States. And that's mm-hmm. how we get things done. That's how we get things done. And don't let anyone tell you that your vote is not important because that's that's what they want to do. They want you to buy into that. And don't do is, it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, you know, as I was um, having a conversation uh, with a, a city um, um, employee from the mayor's office this week, And I was, you know, explaining to him that the importance of having recognition, you know, be it uh, representatives or senators and any other governmental officials that represent what the people want, 
So your vote represents what you want. So that's how you get your voice heard. Um, besides having every, you know, millions and millions of people expressing their concerns, you know, this is why they're, you know, that this government formed um, government departments such as, you know, the, the ability to, to represent, you know, have representatives, since the word representatives represent the people and senators, um, you know, and, and, you know, other, as I said, other governmental officials and things like that to get the will of the people done. I mean, if you don't get out there and vote, I mean, what the heck? But it's very important, Reginald, because, you know, right as we sleep, they're constantly doing, you know, crazy things. You know, as I said earlier, gerrymandering at its finest. Now, here, here's another thing. The Guardian uh, reported on January 25th, 2022, that Alabama electoral maps discriminate against black voters, federal court rules. Really, Reginald, did, did, <laughs> did we need to have that? You know, uh, we we've been knowing that for for what? Well, you know, that's 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 nothing new, uh, you know, like, duh. And and, you know, one thing you were saying, I'll take it one step further. Voting is not only what uh, to get what you want. It's also to get what you don't want. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. You know, because if you if you don't get out there and vote, you'll get just what you get. You know, you'll get the Trump. You'll get the Mitch McConnell's. You'll get the people who are doing all of these things, you know, you know, to uh, try and take your vote away, try and stop you from getting health care, uh, not getting education, not getting all of these, you know, money for your schools, uh, lunch mm-hmm. programs, being able, you know, the kids to have uh, access to computers and, 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 and the Internet. So not mm-hmm. voting is not to vote is not only to get what you want, but to get what you don't want. Exactly. Exactly. And people just don't seem to understand it or my vote votes not going to count because I, I, I don't know, Reginald, I, I think maybe because you're thinking you're just one vote or whatever. It does matter because how many instances has one vote put a person over the finish line, <laughs> you know, for varying things, you know. So I, this is why I want people to know um, that, you know, the you know, your vote is is important. And um, this article goes on to say, Reginald, that Republican legislators told by appeals judges to redraw new districts over probable violation of voting rights. It says in part that Alabama Republicans illegally illegally discriminated against black voters when they drew the state's seven new congressional districts last year and must quickly redraw the plan a federal court has ruled. Now, the ruling is hugely consequential, a blunt assessment of the way lawmakers use their power to draw district lines to dilute the influence of black and other minority voters. And, you know, I cannot stand that word minority. Pending lawsuits in North Carolina and Texas similarly allege that lawmakers illegally drew districts on the basis of race. Now, about a quarter of Alabama's population is black. But there is only one congressional district in the entire state region where black voters make up a majority. Okay, now, plaintiffs who sued in September argued it was possible to draw a second district where black voters made up a sizable enough portion to elect the candidate of their choice. Okay, Rigel, now just how how much time wasted, convoluting, you know, craziness is this? 
when you just leave it that if you want to vote, vote, just come and vote. Why do you have to have districting and so forth and so on? The only um, the only thing that need to make clear is if you live in a certain spot, here's your here's your what they used to call polling places. OK, and this is where you go and, and they were just for where you go to vote at. OK, so then if you live over in here, this is where you're going to vote at. And the reason they did that was so that, you know, they would have enough um, places so that people wouldn't have to travel so far to go and vote. But do you see all of the convoluted intentionalities they put in these things, Reginald? Well, absolutely. It's like, you know, Lucy consistently moving the football from Linus. And that's mm-hmm. what they do, you know. But, um, so, so they're always trying to trying to do those things. Uh, closing polling places. I know in Georgia, and I may not have the you know exact uh, uh, numbers here, but I'll just say it this way: is that, you know, if it was like a hundred polling places uh, prior uh, the last election, it was cut more than more than half. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm not wanting to do early voting, uh, weekend voting. You know, so they're doing everything to make it more difficult for you to vote. If someone is standing in line on a hot day to vote, it's a misdemeanor to give that person a bottle of water. I mean, are, are, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? How how sick is that? So Very. anything to try and intimidate people uh, from voting. But, uh, you know, this is, as, as we said earlier, this is nothing new. We, we, we've seen this before, but they have to understand that nobody's going back. We're not going exactly. back. We're not turning the clock back. We're going forward. And uh, I, I think it's so important for, for younger people, um, you know, mm-hmm. to understand these things and know the history of, yes. of, of, of what they have and what the people have gone through struggle to get what you have by voting. Exactly. Because they're the ones that's going to have to carry the torch. You know, um, the people coming behind us as a whole are going to have to carry the torch. Um, But but uh, particularly, it's important that um, it it doesn't matter. You know, I don't like the segment things, you know, but I'll, I'll say that, you know, that all races are, are, you know, uh, you know, need to be educated, um, you know, on history. And, you know, of course, we discussed that uh, before on my show about uh, them not wanting to uh, teach the, you know, history, you know, that that's up in the up in the air as well, which should not be. But they need to teach history the way it's supposed to be uh, taught and, te- and, and teach the truth about it. You know, um, like yesterday, this is a sidebar, but yesterday how they were, uh, it was a, a guy, a black gentleman on um, Jay Leno's um, um, uh, show to tell the truth. He's doing a, um, a show to tell the truth, Reg. I don't know if you're familiar with that. You know, it's a it's a take of, um, you know, of, of um, yeah. the Marx Brothers. Yeah. And so it was a, a gentleman of color there and he had on this cowboy hat and everything. And he was um, uh, Jay Leno actually started the education uh, segment of, you know, of black cowboys, that that's who the cowboys mm-hmm. were. They were black. OK, so uh, it's another reason I like Jay Leno. But let me let me um, uh, uh, continue a little bit with this, what else this is saying. It says a three panel, uh, a three judge panel agreed on Monday saying that the state plan probably violated Section two of the voting rights. That provision of the law outlaws voting practices that discriminate on the basis of race. 
Black voters have less opportunity than other Alabamas to elect uh, candidates of their choice to Congress. Stanley Marcus, who was a judge on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the 11th Circuit, wrote for a unanimous appeal. Now, the panel ordered state lawmakers to come up with a new plan in 14 days, Reginald, and push back the Mm -hmm. deadline for qualifying for the ballot from 28 January to 11 February. Okay, so that's passed now. If Republican lawmakers cannot come up with a new plan in that time, the court said it would appoint a special master to draw one. <laughs> I, 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 I like it. I like it because, you know, right, right is right, you know, um, and, and wrong is wrong. This has been going on for a long time. And as I have said before, I do not, you know, there is no reason. I can't say that I don't understand why. I had, so that's why I had to uh, check myself with what I was going to say uh, before original. But there's no reason that, you know, when the voting rights and all of these things were done back in the 60s with, under the Johnson administration and everything, that should have been it. That, that should have been it. There should be no thing about every so many years we got to revisit, you know, the, you know to right. see if, you know, black people can vote. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Absolutely. It's no it's no reason for that. If it <clears throat> that's something that should have been implemented and that's it. Everyone has the right to vote, uh, regardless of, of race, creed or, or color and not mm-hmm. have to revisit this every so many years. Why do we have to revisit it every so many years? You know, people still need the right to vote 10 years from now, 10 years ago, 50 years from now. So there's mm-hmm. no reason to revisit all of that. You know, yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, that. yeah. No. It's a it's a waste of time and everything. And it's like you know, come on. And so this is why I'm saying the importance of of voting. You want to pe- put people in there. Well, you should want to put people in there that you know is going to mimic what it is that you want, and you're able to tell them what 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 you want. And it's not for them to go to Congress and decipher what they want. For the people, you know what I'm saying? Because it seems like that's a lot of what's being done today, Reginald. <laughs> you oh, know what I mean? Oh, it doesn't. It the I don't. You know the constituents. What they want is just not being heard and 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 being acted upon and and being you know becoming a a bill and a law. I just don't. I I don't know about you, but I don't see it. No, it's well, it's the clown show because you have the Lauren Bolber, the the. Um, uh, oh gosh, I, um, I, I'm having a, a, a brain cramp right now. But the law of Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, mm-hmm. you have those of the world where it's just a complete clown show. You mm-hmm. know, it's a clown show. They're not there representing anything but hatred and separation, exactly. and 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 you know, you know, campaign ads with them strapping on guns, campaign ads putting on guns. What legislation are you working on? What are you exactly. doing to better people in your district other than sit up there lying about things and talking about guns? Now, the people who see who they represent need to ask, hey, what bills have you passed? What mm-hmm. bills have you have you even co-sponsored? And on a bill, mm-hmm. you don't have to do anything but sign your damn name to it as a co-sponsor. So what have you done to better our district because you represent us? 
other than throwing up that same old spaghetti of of racism against the wall to see what sticks. And what they don't understand, um, uh, Reginald, um, a lot of people do not understand that, you know, enough is enough and too much stinks. Now, you know, in the state of Arizona, um, I, I was talking to you about the about the ads that are on TV. And there's two people in particular that are running and they're and they're proudly boasting that they're that they're huge supporters of that thing that that's going to end up in jail with his with his kids. And um, all it's doing is promoting violence. And like the, the one her name is Karen, K-A-R-R-I-N. Have you seen that one? My name is yeah, Karen, I, I, and I'm I've a proud that. supporter mm-hmm. of that thing that shall remain nameless, and I will build the wall, and we will da 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 da. And then you know the other guy who I can't remember his name, and it's not important. You know, we know uh, what's happening to our country. We need to take our country back. What the hell are you talking about? The only people that need to be up there saying we need to take our country back are Native Americans. <laughs> Those are the only ones who who say who are saying that. Let it be known that you are all immigrants. Okay, so let's get it straight. So, in, yeah, in, and, and, and on ahead. that point, you know, uh, build the wall. Wait, wait, I thought the wall was built. <laughs> you no, know, you know, she's talking about complete. Yeah, yeah, showing that to complete the wall. But and, the, and, the, and the, where's the, that money going to come from? Where, where's it, where's it coming from? So and, exactly. and are you and, and what money are you going to use instead of improving schools, making medication available for seniors, making you know other things available for for children and citizens of this state? Uh, so that's that's your main concern, you and know. Look, uh, but look, you know, as I said, nothing. You know, we're not going back. We're not. Tell me about it. And but Reginald, the, the, this just shows you the sickness of it. It's in a state. That is running out of water. But you're talking about expensing monies on dumb stuff, things that you feel were hurt and continue to segment population and 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 talk about division. We're not going to be drinking water here in a couple of years. So that's all I'm saying, you know, so now, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, so I was going to ask you what needs to be done to stop this. You know, the, this type of stupid, hateful shenanigans, you know, and I know that legislators such as Nancy Pelosi, Dick Durbin and, and a host of other black legislators are working tirelessly to rectify this from happening, you know, but it just it's, it's just it's just keeps on going, you know, on and on and on and on. And for me, for me, it just needs to be a law. And that's it. That's it. The same law that gives the right for white people to vote is it should be the blanket statement for for everybody. That's all I'm saying about that. You know, and, so and, and go, go ahead. And and mm-hmm. and you know, one thing the Democrats have to get better at messaging. Yeah, they have to get better at messaging. You yes. have to get out there and tell people what it is that you have done and what you want to do. And stop being concerned about who may get mad about it and all of that. You know, exactly. no one gets, you know, the Republicans spew their hate, spew their lies on and on, you know, so and, and unfortunately they're good at it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they're good at it. The Democrats have to get better at how they message things. 
They need to take a, 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 a look at how President Kennedy, how President Johnson, you know, mm-hmm. did their thing. Um, yes. And now, this thing, if, if you don't define yourself, your opponent will define you. You, But the Democrats exactly. do. It's the same old, oh, they're going to raise taxes. Oh, they're going to do this. The Democrats have to come out and say, no, this, exactly. is, this is what we're for. This is what they're doing. This mm-hmm. is what's happening. And not mm-hmm. worrying about what's going to be said on Fox News. So and who, who and gives, who gives, who and who gives a crap? No, nobody care. I don't care about what you say about me. And I totally agree with you on that. I want them to be a whole heck of a lot more feisty, you know, and, and get out there and, you know, put that middle finger up like they keep it up with the, you know, with everything else, the, the, the Republicans. You know what I'm saying? So they should get out there and Absolutely. do the same doggone thing, you know, fight fire with fire. That's just the way it has to be. So, OK, thanks for that. So let's let's uh, talk about this. The state of Georgia leads the nation for having the most black female legislators. And I think this is marvelous. According to a report dated um, on 11-21-2020 from GRB.org. Uh, and it's reported by Taylor Ryman. Now, she says in part the following. Senator Kim Jackson, a Democrat state senator from Stone Mountain, knew that as a black woman, she'd face challenges campaigning for public office. Turning to her trusted friend and mentor, she consulted with longtime Georgia Democratic lawmaker Mary Margaret Oliver for advice. When I was thinking about running for office, She was one of the first people I called, Jackson said. She was just so clear about the importance of my voice in that space. So Jackson, who faced a difficult campaign trail, Reginald, also as a lesbian and an Episcopal priest, was elected last year to the Georgia Senate in the state that has the nation's highest number and percentage of black women serving in its legislature. So legislature. So currently... 40 black women are members of the Georgia General Assembly, making up 16.9% of the entire state legislature, a national record, according to the Center for American mm-hmm. Women and Politics at Rutgers University. What do you think about that? Awesome. I think that's absolutely <laughs> awesome. Yes. yes. And that goes to the point yes. of how votes count. Yes. That's, a, that's, yes. that's the point right there. The proof mm-hmm. right there, should I say, the point. Vote count. How did these women get in to do these things? By people mm-hmm. getting out to vote them in. Exactly. And Republicans exactly. know when Democrats get out and vote, they win. Republicans and know when Democrats they know that. get out and vote, they, they and, win. And, and, and that That's is why, why they, thank you. Thank, you. thank you for saying it. That is why they make, they're making such a big hoopla about this. No, we got to redistrict. If we shift this over here and shift that over there and, and do this and do that, then they won't be able to get over here and, and blah, 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 blah. I mean, it's, it's just totally ridiculous. And I mean, people, not- you know, it's, it's not rocket science it, it, to figure it out. Right. It's not exactly. <laughs> it's not complicated. It's not complicated. I mean, really, come on. You come know, on and, here. This yeah, is not complicated. Complicated. No. And and the thing is, is that the the the, the sad thing about it, Reginald, is we were talking about the young people coming behind us. 
um, mm-hmm. you know, is, is that they're too busy paying attention to a lot of things that they should not be paying yeah. attention to. Okay. In my mm-hmm. opinion, things that are really going to mm-hmm. matter at the end of the day, as they say, at the end mm-hmm. of the day, things that really are going mm-hmm. to matter at the end of the day, you know, that there is no secret that, you know, there, you know, well, I'm blah, 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 blah. Well, if you are bl- blessed enough to wake up every morning and reach the age of 50 or 60 or 70, that is a huge blessing. So, you know, you're not going to be uh, 21 or 22 all the time. Next thing you'll look around, you're behind is, is 80. Okay. So, and then, right. and then what did you do in those years? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that your life and other people's lives will be better. That's the, that's the point. You know, what, what is That's it? Right. What footprints are you leaving here? You know, so it's, it's just, it's just crazy, Absolutely. you know, but um, it, it, it also goes on to say that Deborah Walsh, the uh, census director said Georgia's position is particularly relevant because the, of the deep um, South history. And we all know that. Mm-hmm. Well, we mm-hmm. should all know that <laughs> it's notable when you yeah, look yeah. in the <laughs> it's notable when you look yeah, in the region because the the place where women have generally lagged in representation has been the South mm-hmm. and all and 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 you know the the chuckle that I was uh, saying that is that you should all know about you know slavery because that's where the slaves that's where they went when they were captured they put them there in the South so all of that history. You know, and that hasn't even been 300 years ago that that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's why people need to to, you know, to uh, sit down for a moment and, you know, and and um, and study things. OK, so you want to talk about now um, some notable um, black Americans, um, Reginald, that. Um, for this Black History Month, do you want to start off or. Do you want me to start off? Uh, well, you know, I'll I'll start off just okay. you know just just name some some people just off yeah. off the top of my head that have done um, you know remarkable things in the shoulders that 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 we stand on. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, the first uh, two people I want to mention of the shoulders that that we, I stand on, and you know, are are our parents, Thomas mm-hmm. and Lois Campbell. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think there was a there's other other than Jesus Christ. I don't think there was a better man to walk the face of the earth than Thomas Campbell. Other than mm-hmm. Mary, I don't think there was a better woman who walked the face of the earth than than uh, Lois Campbell. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the the mega evers of the world, the honorable Elijah Muhammad of the world, the honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan's of, of the world, the Magger Evers of 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 of, of, of the world, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, can, can just can just go on and on and on, um, mm-hmm. and um, you know, just the contributions that uh, Black Americans have made, not just for history but for every day. Um, you know, if you have a pacemaker in your heart, it was a Black man who invented that pacemaker. Um, mm-hmm. One other person I want to mention is, is Joe Madison, is a gentleman who has a program on, on XFM, who I think is just doing an outstanding job of uh, educating people. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Joe has been around and Joe has, has seen things and Joe has been the, 
I think the uh, 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 the leader of the NAACP in in um, in in uh, uh, Detroit just done so many things. Uh, now back mm-hmm. to that, the the Harold Washingtons of the world, the first uh, black actually he was the second black mayor of of Chicago. The first black mayor was um, oh gosh, his, his, uh, Washington. His, his name is, is uh, no, yeah, it wasn't Harold Washington. Her- wasn't, Washington. He was the first he elected. Was, it, yeah, but I can't think of the of the, the one that preceded him. Uh, 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 the other gentleman, he was um, because he was vice mayor at the time of Mayor Daly Daly's death. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he became the mayor, but they wouldn't allow him to serve. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, sorry, his his name um, uh, escapes me right now. So, so you know, people people like that. You know, um, um, the Tiger Woods of the world, the Venus Williams and Serena Williams of, 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 of the world. It's, you know, I, I can just go on and on and, and on, on and, and on. Everyday people who get up every day to support their families, to teach mm-hmm. their kids the right thing, to keep food on the table, to love and nurture their children and grandchildren and nieces and nephews and even kids who you don't know, who aren't related to you, you know, people who we would never know who are out there doing, doing the everyday work. So, so that's who I want to recognize. And that's who I want people to know. Um, and, and just, you know, again, we're, we're not going back. I'll be down. We're not going back and they need to realize that. And you're right. Mm-hmm that a lot of young people, unfortunately, now are concentrated on things that are not going to make a, a hill of difference in two years, in three years. There's things other than TikTok, you know, and, 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 and that are, Facebook that, and that, that will affect your book and all of that. Things that will that are mm-hmm. affecting your life right now exactly. that you need to be aware of. Exactly. And I'm not, you know, I'm not a poo-poo and say, oh, you're not supposed to have fun or anything like that. But at the same token, same token, you need to also be a realist and and watch out for things that that are happening that's going to mean something, you know, because um, my husband, um, Brian Keyes, and I talk, uh, you know, a lot about how much faster the, um, you know, and I also like the scientist uh, uh, studies of it, too, um, you know, about the world and the atmosphere and all of that. And the world is spinning on its axis faster. It's moving faster and faster and faster. And if you notice, it seemed like Friday was just two days ago. And here we are Friday again, you know, so it's very fast. So I want to now, you know, talk about uh, people, the the shoulders that I that I stand on. I stand on um, I stand on, you know, my uh, uh, Joseph and Sarah Humphrey shoulders. I stand on um, um, uh, uh, Irene Calloway's shoulders, who is my dad's mom. I stand on my dad's shoulders, my mother's um, uh, shoulders, Lois and Thomas Campbell, because I'm doing things that um, they dreamed of doing. And so this is why it's important that, you know, when I talk to uh, my kids when they were coming up and when I talk to my grandkids, it's very important because part of me is continuing on with them. You have to look at it that way. That's the way you should look at it. Okay. Is that part of you is continuing on. You have to think about that. So it's best to do it as much as you can to teach them and things like that. But 
Mm -hmm. Um, and even I want to, I even want to mention, um, um, my sister, uh, Thomasina and Willie Cunningham standing on their shoulders too, because they were very integral uh, in my life as well. And I recently lost, um, um, you know, our brother-in-law, you know, he's now with, with the Lord and, and, and he's with, I'm sure he's with Thomasina. So they're, they're up there together, but you, you need to recognize all of these, all of these people, you know, and the aunts and, and, uh, um, you know, things, Leida, um, uh, Leida Humphrey. And, um, and we still have one aunt that's still, uh, here with us, bless her heart, Margaret Walker. Um, but I want to, um, now recognize some of the people uh, who contributed to the world and uh, that that you don't know of. You didn't know, you know, this is what I'm saying that you need to. It's important to teach your family that, you know, you're st- I'm I'm doing these things because it's my shoulders that you can stand on while, while I'm here and when I'm no longer here and I'm showing you, well, no one ever taught me anything. No, that's not true. Because no matter what you see, no matter what you hear, those are teachings. People just want to align teaching with the person standing in front of a classroom or Zoom call or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what. No, no, you're being taught mm-hmm. certain, you know, you're being taught all the time. You just need to be awake. Now, I want to talk about George Crumb. I have a, a, a few of them. I'm not going to go through all of them, but I do employ you to go and to look at um, these notable black Americans. And this is why it's important for all Americans to know the contributions that have been made and continue to be made and will always be made by people of color. George Crumb, mm-hmm. he was a chief restaurateur and he said to have unintentionally created the potato chip during the summer of mm-hmm. 1853. They were made in response to a customer who sent back their fried potatoes after complaining they were too thick. The chips were an instant hit and through crumb never patented, though he never patented the creations. Chips are arguably now one of the world's favorite snacks. Okay, boom. Mm -hmm. Frederick McKinley Jones left his mark with the development of refrigeration equipment, receiving over 40 patents for it. Patents for it in the 1930s. He began inventing automatic refrigerated air cooling units for trucks, trains, ships, and planes, which helped the preservation of food. His creation, get this, his creation, and I want to say that again, his creation, the Thermo King, allowed people to eat fresh food year round. Now, I'm saying this about the Thermo King because the Thermo King is in existence today, Reginald, and is very expensive. Okay. His work also contributed to the preservation of blood and medicine, proving to be, to be particularly useful during World War II. In 1991, he became the first African-American to receive the National Medal of Technology. Let's talk about Garrett Morgan. It's safe to say that Garrett Morgan's most prominent original designs have saved thousands of lives since their intervention. Take this traffic signal, which he patented in 1922. And I've talked about this before. Uh, but I didn't mention his name. So now I have mentioned it. It was the first to offer a third caution center, which we now know as the yellow light. And in 1912, um, Morgan received a patent for his breath, for his, for his breathing device, which was one of the earliest mm-hmm. versions of a gas mask. Okay. Yes. Yep. Alexander Miles, another design that contributed to saving lives was Alexander Miles elevator design. Before him, elevators were operated manually. 
people had to consciously open and close the doors of both the elevator and the shaft every single time. Miles realized the constant hazard this posed when riding on an elevator with the shaft door open with his daughter. In 1887, he obtained the patent for his invention, including a flexible belt attached to the elevator cage, allowing the doors to functionally uh, to function automatically. He was inducted into the National Inventors Hall of Fame in 07. Okay, let's talk about Shirley Jackson. The first African-American woman to earn a doctorate at MIT is responsible for monumental telecommunications research that led to the invention of products such as the touch-tone phone, portable fax, fiber optics cable, and caller ID. In 2014, President Barack Obama named her the co-chair of the President's Intelligence Advisory. And I just want to say on a side note that our brother who... um, uh, transition. It'll be three years in November. He wrote the 411 program. Okay. Roderick mm-hmm. Earl Campbell. Um, Mark Dean, born 1957, mm-hmm. earned a doctorate at Stanford University as a co inventor of IBM's original personal computer and the PC color monitor, literally changing how we all interact with the internet and the technology that enables printers, keyboards, and mice to communicate with the computer. Hmm. Okay. Lisa Gelobter, all right, was closely involved with the 1995 creation of Shockwave as a software engineer, the technology that helped to develop web animation. Think all those gifts we know and love. Okay. She also helped launch Hulu (laughs) and served on the senior management team. All right. You got, oh, I want to get Hulu. I will, I want to get, okay. So, yeah, well. You know, just just mm-hmm. let's just think about let's just think about these things. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. um, you have Marie Van Britten Brown. She filed a patent in 1966 for the first ever home security system after wanting to increase her own house security in Queens, New York neighborhood. Her original design contained a camera, a two way microphone, peepholes and monitors, all serving as the foundation for today's modern system. Mary Beatrice Davison Kenner, though she filed a total of five patents, she is thought to be one of the most forgotten black inventors, despite her contributions to society. Now, this is for all us lady folks. She patented the sanitary belt in 1957, which was adjustable and had a moisture proof napkin pocket in a time where women were still using cloth pads for their periods. She also created a serving tray that could be attached to a walking frame a toilet tissue holder and back washer that mm-hmm. could be mounted on the wall of the shower. Okay. And I want to, I want to mention one more Percy LeVon Julian. Okay. Now he was a chemist and he made various vital contributions to model to modern medicine as a result of experimenting with soybeans. He synthesized a drug called psycho psycho Stigmine, which is used to treat glaucoma, psychothymine. That's how it's pronounced. Psychothymine is used to treat glaucoma. Julian also discovered how to mass produce cortisone and the steroid progesterone, which was used to produce sex hormones. So, I mean, you know, come on, really? You know, all of this, all of this talk, you all are actually believing these, these, all of these crazy things. And, um, and, 
and and um the 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 very people such as I spoke of the woman who's running for governor here and she's talking you know talking crap about building a wall and all of this this kind of crap but they're the first ones that will take themselves over to Mexico that this just goes to show you how sick this is they'll go to Mexico but they don't want you over here <laughs> what, what, mm-hmm. what's the sickness what's the sickness with that original yeah and and uh you know also the gps system um uh the the uh, um the the fantastic lady that you mentioned uh she uh she developed the gps system as as well so mm-hmm. so folks whenever you go on to discover hey what i want to go and you put in your gps system there's a black woman who invented that so, you know, exactly. and, 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 and you're right, you know, I mean, people are, you know, they're so busy, you know, talking about this stupid stuff about hatred and guns and how, you know, they're so concerned about, you know, everyone wanted a gun. I was, I was reading a, an article recently and, and some Europeans were asking uh, this mm-hmm. one guy who was over in Europe visiting uh, in, in mm-hmm. Italy. And he mm-hmm. said, a guy asked him, why are Americans so just enthused with guns. I'm telling you. You know, like, 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 what is it? Uh, mm-hmm. A couple of other things I want to throw in. Uh, it was a black mm-hmm. man who invented the lawnmower. It was a black man who invented the clothes dryer. Mm-hmm. I'm driving home uh, a couple nights ago. Uh, the street sweeper was going down uh, on the school road as on my way home. And I'm like, you know what? A black man invented that. But you see, know, this is so, see, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying, brother. How stupid it is! You're spewing all of this hate, and every single day, you're using something yep. that was invented by a black person or person of color. Absolutely. You know, and you're Absolutely. you're doing it. Oh, hold the elevator. Oh, maybe you want to take the steps. Oh, but wait a minute. Let me see. You know, <laughs> something was <laughs> the steps or doorknob or something was, you know, was probably invented by a black person. This is why it doesn't make sense. And it's a time waster. It's a time waster to be going through all of this stuff, you know, and that um, I'm going to like this. And she has the perfect name, Karen. Um, I'm going to you know, make sure that, you know, that 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 uh, things that Trump wants to do is carried out and things like that. I mean, what is the, what is the reason for that? I mean, really, what is the reason for that? It There is no reason for it. None. None whatsoever. You know? So is there anyone else you would like uh, to mention? Go ahead, Reginald. Uh, well, other, uh, uh, other, other than hate, uh, well, you know, I want to uh, mention uh, President Obama. I want to mention um, Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to mention our, our, our current vice president. Uh, the first uh, woman of color, a uh, vice president. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to mention Shirley Chisholm, uh, mm-hmm. right, uh, Vice President Harris, uh, Shirley Chisholm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. And Gosh, that's you know, our, there, what's there, the, there, the fantastic, there, there, the fantastic, so uh, yeah, there's so many. The fantastic um, uh, woman there in Georgia. She was running um, for uh, governor. Uh, Stacey Abrams. Yeah, Stacey Abrams. Fantastic Stacey woman. Stacey Abrams, yes. Fabulous absolutely. woman. Yes, fantastic yes, woman. yes. She did yes. a fantastic job as far as getting people registered to vote. Yes, You know, yes. she did a remarkable job. 
and, mm-hmm. and Democrats need to look at and, and mimic how she did she, those things. Exactly. Continues to do it. She has done a remarkable job. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And and she continues to do a remarkable job. But, you know, it's just like uh, uh, Joyce Meyer says, you know, the news is bad and you never hear of anything good. And I said right. it on my program, um, I think maybe a program ago or two programs ago, I mentioned so many positive things. And is and and is that don't kid yourself. There's a lot of great things happening in our world. They just don't want to talk about it because they are associated with, you know, um, <laughs> the dark side. You know, mm-hmm. they're associated with Absolutely. that. And that's what they wanted. That's what they want to, um, you know, perpetuate. But I, you know, I came across something else that I want to uh, uh, talk about, too. Uh, talking about Black History Month, I came across this article. This dated January 26, twenty twenty two, and uh, by Huffington, uh, produced by Huffington Post uh, reporter Miriam Zinter, and the title of it is "I'm Black but Look White." Here are the horrible things white people feel safe telling me. <laughs> Many of these people are educated and hold jobs or positions that give them some power, some form of power or influence over Black people. I was outside my house gardening a few weekends ago when a neighbor whom I had known for over 30 years stopped by so I could pet his large fluffy dogs. I took my gloves off, squatted down to give the dogs a really good scratching around the ears and felt the sun on my back. What could be better? And then my neighbor said, why do you have a Black Lives Matter sign on your front lawn when all those people do is kill each other? My lovely day screeched to a halt, she said. You know that I'm black, right? Standing up as tall as five foot four frame would allow the sun shining on my blonde hair. I continued to pet his dogs because I needed the comfort of petting dogs at that moment. I can understand that. And because I needed to keep my hands busy so that they didn't slap that man's face. After the usual back and forth of him saying no and me saying yes. And then him trying to gauge exactly how black I was by asking which of my parents was black and me replying both. We had a very uncomfortable conversation about racism. I told him about my father's struggles to get an education because guidance counselors and admissions agents would not accept black people into community college or SUNY programs in the 1950s and 60s. I told him that even though my father was a veteran, he could not be approved to use the GI Bill for college or buy a house since no one would process his paperwork because he was a black man. I told him that people painted go home nigger on the back of our home when my parents finally saved enough money to build a house in the suburbs of Syracuse, Syracuse, New York. And I told him how Black Lives Matter calls attention to the fact that black people are considered less than white people and that needs to stop, which echoes what I said in my monologue, that needs to stop. What's the whole premise of my thing? Is that you never know people who you're talking to. <laughs> that's the whole premise I mean, of that's the whole that's the whole premise of my thing, Reginald. You never know who you're talking to. That's a whole nother conversation about people that that have passed for white, because as I said from the historical fact, of our grandfather, our mother's father, it was 20 children. 10 of them stayed Native American and the other 10 passed for white. So there, you know, she said, um, I also told him 
if people don't understand that black lives matter, people, black people will continue to be murdered by the police and denied opportunities by the establishment. We will not be allowed to participate in the American dream and we will be made to feel that this is somehow our fault when it is in fact the fault of a racist society with the full support of our government. She says, this isn't the first time I've had to have this conversation. Encounters like this have been going on for a very, a very long time for me. For all of you who want to pull that article up, it's very good. She even has some pictures of herself and her parents. And I just think it's, I, I just think it's fabulous. Your your comments, Reginald? Yeah. Well, it, it uh, reminds me of a, of a couple of incidents that my friend Noel has had, uh, uh, you know, very similar to that, of mm-hmm. uh, people not knowing that, that she's black and, uh, you know, because she's very fair skinned uh, and, you know, people saying things uh, about black people, not realizing that she's black, you know, she's biracial, but she's black. You know, her dad was black, her mother was white. And people have said things to her, um, you know, that she have told me about. And, you know, she has to tell them, well, you know, you know that I'm black, right? You know, or, or you don't know, but, but, I, but I am. You mm-hmm. know, so it just shows how, how low and stupid and a waste of time uh, racism and hatred is. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's such a waste of, 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 of energy. Um, and with everything that's going on now, you know, God is trying to get our attention. He's really trying to get our attention. attention. But you have yeah. the knuckleheads, you know, who we were I've, talking about, who their main mm-hmm. interest is building a wall and making yeah. sure that, that, that everyone can go in and buy weapons of war. War. Um, yeah. You know, I'm not. Of, yeah, I got I got about another minute. Go ahead. And if you could finish that up real quickly, because mm-hmm. I got about a minute left. Yeah. Just just instead of, you know, concentrating on the things that will, you know, for, for betterment of mankind. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, listeners, for being with me today and uh, listening uh, to my conversations. I hope that you were enlightened and educated and that it was also controversial for you. I will be talking with you next month. And as usual, um, I started this new thing of leaving something. I usually you know, have been doing it in the first beginning of my program, but now I'm incorporating it. And as long as I put it in my program somewhere. So I want to leave you with this from the uh, Pueblo Indian prayer. And it says this. Hold on to what is good, even if it's a handful of earth. Hold on to what you believe, even if it's a tree that stands by itself. Hold on to what you must do, even if it's a long way from here. Hold on to my hand, even if someday I'll be gone away from you. Thank you once again, Reginald, for being a phenomenal guest. This was a fabulous uh, conversation we've had. Um, As I said, I will see you back here uh, next month. Who knows? I may have the world's best mental health therapist on with me again. Go out and make it a great day um, and and keep your head up to the sky. Help yourself, then help someone else. I wish you all the best. This is Teresa E. Keeves. Go out and make a fantastic day. God bless you all. <laughs>